This is conversations about Eastern Europe. Today will be a bit of a special episode because it will just be a monologue from me. And that's because I am right now at a festival, Roskilde Festival, which is also why my voice is a little bit different than normally. <clears throat> But yeah, I would have loved to post a conversation this week as well. And I actually did do some conversations here at the festival, but it's a bit, it's too difficult to make good conversations with relevant content here because there is too much noise at the festival. And yeah, people are also a, a little bit too drunk. And I was as well. So, but right now we are doing it here. <clears throat> and I think what I can say is that at Roskilde the festival, there is a concept called the orange feeling because the main stage here is called orange. And therefore we say that you get that you get the orange feeling when you are really feeling the festival and have the time of your life. I will talk a bit about what I will call the Ukraine feeling here because I think that that makes sense since I'm at the festival and I think the the orange feeling is the feeling of total sync with your with your feelings and with your thoughts and yeah just with everything going on around you so so the orange feeling for me at least is is that you have it as nice as possible so that nothing is is bothering you or anything the ukraine feeling which is the one that i will Yeah, described today, of course, is to me that you never stop believing in what you stand for and that you will always fight until the end for the things, yeah, for the things that you care about in this world. And <clears throat> and that and to me the Ukraine feeling is also that you don't stop for anyone or anything and that you just keep pushing on, that you keep going on and that you never forget the fact that there is a war happening and people are getting killed every single day. Obviously, I haven't been following the news as much as I normally do since I'm here at the festival. But yeah, and then I just opened my phone uh, because I wanted to yeah see what has happened and yeah. So I think yesterday a missile hit the Ukrainian city Kramatorsk, where eleven civilians were killed and there were three teenagers among them. And to me, the fact that this is happening in 2023 on European ground in a neighboring state to EU is just 
it's it's terrifying actually when i the more i think about it the, the more i want to um the more i want to keep doing this the more i i need to keep doing this actually is how i um, would describe it because that's the ukraine feeling to for me for me the ukraine feeling is that because of what is happening we have to keep pushing on we have to keep talking about ukraine we have to keep talking about what ukraine is fighting for which is freedom democracy and the right to self determination that's the things that they are fighting for and what's even more important i think almost is is also to talk about what ukraine is fighting against and yeah to say it just simply as it is ukraine is fighting against a dictator who is trying to commit a mass murder in ukraine on ukrainians on ukrainian identity on the ukrainian soul on everything that ukraine is and that is just so insane it's just so insane that that is happening but the matter of the fact is that we can all sit here in the in the west in the eu in the united states and care about climate and care about feminism and care about orgasm gap apparently is something that people um is spending their political energy and capacity on um but to me all these things they don't matter they don't matter as long as as the war is going on in ukraine because what is what is the struggle for the climate if russia can blow up dams and cause ecological catastrophes without anybody doing anything about it without anyone actually talking that much about it then 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 why do we fight for the climate if if we let autocrats cause ecological catastrophes then then to me it, it just becomes a bit bleak to say that you stand for the climate but if you do that and do not care about what russia is doing in ukraine and do not care about what china is doing in the in this south chinese sea and what they have openly stated that they are also willing to do against taiwan then then why do you care about the climate i'm sorry to say but why do you care about the climate if you don't care about the things that is making it impossible to actually fight the struggle for the climate on a global scale and why do you care about feminism if you don't care about the fact that 20 million ukrainian women are in risk of getting raped by russian soldiers and that's not even to talk about all the ukrainian women that already have been raped and murdered and has been under psychological that that are under psych- psychological terror every single day to me that is real suppression which is very different from the theoretical structure structural suppression that i hear people talk about all the time um in my study i study political science to anyone who doesn't know it 
and there and the people from that university and also people from other universities they talk a lot about yeah structural suppression and to me that's just a theory it's a theory it's a theory that there is this structural suppression going on in the west and yeah just to say it like that what is going on in ukraine is real it's the real fucking deal it's ukrainian women getting suppressed with the threat of violence or with actual violence and there is a huge huge difference among these two things and yeah so if you care about feminism then you should care about ukraine because that's where the real struggle for the rights of women is going on in 2023 so so to me that's that's also the the ukraine feeling the ukraine feeling is to be clear about what you're fighting for and what you're fighting against and that is just very clear in the case of ukraine and then also some reflections i've done after talking to some people down here about ukraine is that a lot of people say to me that they are against war and then they they kind of stop there and to me that's just a bit of a weird thing to say because because i'm also i'm also against war of course i'm also against violence suppression and everything else to that matter but but when two sides are fighting each other only because the one side russia wants to go in and take control of all ukraine and to suppress every ukrainian and the other side ukraine they fight for freedom they fight for human rights they fight for the climate they fight for feminism they fight for all the things we like here in the west so so in that case then what does it even mean to just say that you are against war it doesn't mean anything because there is people out there there is dictators with a lot of power out there who is willing to use violence against people that wants to be more like us and and in that case why is it that we cannot realize the fact that in such a situation saying that you are against war is actually a subtle kind of russian and chinese propaganda because stating such things is pulling the political discourse concerning ukraine in the direction of sending less weapons sending less support sending less of all the things that ukraine needs to win this war so that the nation can have its right to self determination and its right to not yeah not getting their whole identity and ex- existence destroyed by russia so so that Ukraine is is willing to fight for freedom. They're willing to fight for democracy. 
they're willing to fight against suppression they're willing to fight against all these things and actually they are fighting for these for and against all the things that I've described not just for themselves but also for us so that if Russia had just won which is what everyone thought they would in the beginning as well then who would have been the next on the doorstep for Russian revisionist expansionism aggressive violent expansionism that would have been one of the Baltic states or all of them maybe Poland I'm 100% sure about that so so that's just to say that yeah Ukraine is fighting on behalf of everyone that loves freedom everyone that loves democracy everyone that loves human rights everyone that loves woman women's rights so so yeah that is actually what we are supporting when we when we send weapons to Ukraine so it's it's too easy just to say that I'm against war because yeah of course you are against war everybody is against war everybody is against using violence to yeah to get um to get your wishes and your um, power through but in the case of the war in Ukraine where it was 100% a Russian a Russian large scale invasion of Ukraine and Ukraine decides to fight back then being against that because when you say when you just say I'm against war and your intellectual capacity stops there then you are actually also saying that you are against what Ukraine is doing right now and yeah a lot of the people I've talked about this with Ella actually explicitly state that they don't want to support Ukraine with as many weapons as we're doing because yeah that's um, that's is supporting people who kills people who kill other people and I get that I get the I get that way of thinking but just to put this into a historical context as well then <laughs> what if everybody had just said that about the Nazis what if everybody has just has said that about Prussian militarism in the first world war before that what if everybody had said that about Napoleon Bonaparte and his revolutionary wars then he would have just kept on waging war in Europe in Asia and so on what if everybody had said that about the Mongolians back in the days so yeah the world doesn't work in that way and I, and I know that uh, a lot of the people who say such things are not going to be the ones who will listen to this but they really really should do because you are actually contributing to a more insecure world a more unstable world when you are stating such things in relation to Ukraine because whatever grants more freer reigns to Russia and to China is contributing to instability to increased suppression to and to the fact that let's okay I can say it like this so so that when China sees 
that Russia can cause ecological catastrophes that inspires them to also not care about doing such stuff because they know now that actually the only consequences that will be of doing such things as it stands right now is what the people in the country that you caused that catastrophe will do about it. And luckily, 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 the Ukrainians are just amazing and inspiring people because they fight against it. They make sure that Russia faces the consequences. But the problem is that Ukraine cannot be everywhere. Ukrainians cannot be everywhere in the world. Although I really wished that more people were like Ukrainians because they actually stand up for the things that they are believing in and they actually fight for them. But yeah, so the problem is that when China sees that, that in that makes them feel that then maybe they can do similar stuff and that just creates a more unstable world which is bad for the climate which is bad for feminism which is bad for human rights everywhere in the world so that's just how it is and it's not even just like that it's also like this so that other potential autocratic regimes this could be iran north korea syria yeah all the countries that are committed allies of russia and china it also inspires these countries to see how far they can go because this is politics this is not a game this is not something that we just play all right yeah I may, maybe it's a bit um yeah I I can I really feel the the Ukraine feeling today and I think that's also based upon the fact that I really think that the people that I have have been speaking with down here they just don't get it actually they maybe I talked to the wrong people maybe or maybe I uh, yeah did quick conversations with the wrong people but honestly a lot of them were so empty i would say they it, it seems like they they make up their political mind based upon a desire to nurture their identity and yeah and that's not the ukraine feeling the ukraine feeling is that you oh, it's the english here again okay so the ukraine feeling in that sense is that when you look out on the world and see what's going on then you decide what is your political opinion what will you spend your political energy on what are the most important things what are the worst things that are happening so then you fight against the worst things that are happening and you fight for or at least you okay so you can say it like this you should contribute to what ukraine is fighting for in every conceivable way that is at least my opinion and i just think that so many of the people that i've been speaking with here about ukraine they they almost seem to think that i'm just someone who likes war or something like that just because i care about ukraine and i think that's because that they don't realize what war is actually about war is not a intrinsically bad thing 
because then it would have then what England and the United States did in yeah the first in the first and the second world war then was that also bad or what is is that how I am supposed to to understand such statements to me they are just so empty of historical knowledge and they are so empty of empathy towards what has led the world to where what what has led the west to where we are today ongoing to the to these points i want to talk a bit about all the people that seems to just hate the united states they just say yeah i really hate the united states because of what they did in Afghanistan and Iraq and yes you have to say this yes I also think it was a mistake that they committed these wars in the way that they did but here is the thing in Kabul the capital of Afghanistan people were enthusiastically oh, the words are escaping me now They were enthusiastically, they were enthusiastically celebrating the fact that the United States came in to Kabul, and yeah, at least for for a time, fought off Taliban. And why wouldn't you be? Why, why, why wouldn't you be? Let's say that you were an Af- uh, Afghan woman or an Afghan child, then who would you like to have had in charge? The people that will stone you if you don't wear a scarf or the people that will not do that, the people that wants to help your country get better and yeah, be more prosperous. Of course you would pick the, the, the force that will let people be free and will let people live in a way in which if they work and if they increase their competence in things that it will also yeah benefit them in the end so of course they celebrated it when the united states fought off taliban of course they celebrated it and here's another thing the same thing happened in iraq so in fact that the capital of iraq people were were also enthusiastically celebrating the fact that the United States thought of Saddam Hussein. And once again, of course they were, of course they were, because Saddam Hussein was someone who used insane political methods to suppress his own population. That's just a matter of fact. And then may and then yes, there were no weapons of um of mass destruction in Iraq and I think what the United States did there was that they overreached they overreached they they tried to do more than they were capable of and they did that because they were very successful in the Gulf Wars in the in the 90s where they actually helped yeah Kuwait to um, to keep being an independent state with self-determination because Iraq also had invaded Kuwait yeah and Iraq also invaded Iran just to um, to get everything uh, with to yeah to have to have everything 
stated here. So, so in that way, comparing what United States tried to do in Iraq and Afghanistan with what Russia tries to do right now in Ukraine is just, it's mind blowing to me that so many people does that and, 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 and they seem to just do it without even thinking about what they are actually saying. And I think that is because they do not think about what they are saying. They don't research it themselves. They don't know anything about history. They don't know what kind of world we're, we're living in. So yeah, I just wanted to get that out there as well. And as I said, the Ukraine feeling is that you don't start, to me, includes uh, having a mentality where you don't stop for anyone or anything just because it would be easier for you. And trust me, trust me, my life would be a lot easier if I didn't fought, if I if I didn't spend so much time on talking about this stuff. Because a lot of people here um, in Denmark, in political circles that I meet, they seem to think that it is a bit weird that I spend so much time on this, but but that's it's never going to stop uh, because that is the only way that you can actually fight a struggle. It is to keep talking about it, to keep stating the same things, to keep saying the same things um, that you think will change the hearts and minds of other people. And Denmark is right now the, according, I, I, they, I think we are in the top five of the countries that is contributing the most to the efforts of Ukraine. And we live in a democracy where political discourse discourse around subjects is the deciding factor of how much a, a government is willing to how can you how can you say it all right so if the ukraine if you the one ukraine gets less attention in the media and so on and if less people is actively trying to contribute to the struggle for freedom and right to self-determination in Ukraine, like I'm doing, then that will also lead to politicians not caring as much about it, meaning that they would then stop contributing as much as they are doing right now. So, so that's that's why that's why we post a conversation or an episode in this case every single week because we have to keep talking about it. That is just a matter of fact. And I think I will now let that be the last words of this week's episode. And yeah, the episode is out one one day later than usually, which is a bit of a mistake, but that's down to the fact that we, yeah, that I am at a festival right now. Uh, so it has been a bit difficult to um, to get the episode out there this week, but here, but here it is. So remember to bring with you the Ukraine feeling with everything that you do that has a political tone to it. And thanks to the producer, Frederik Wagner, as well. Hey!